All right, everybody, welcome back to the CrossFit Rife podcast, uh, where we talk about the pursuit of health and happiness via CrossFit in the affiliates. And I have with me Nellie Martinez, yes, who is our longest standing member at CrossFit Rife. Ten years. That's Ten years. Which is frightening for me because <laughs> I, 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 I am going to ask you some questions about your thoughts on just the gym over 10 years and stuff okay. like that. But um, we'll get to that later. Um, it's really cool for me to think about that, that you've been here that long. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, I remember it was August 24th. Uh, 2011. Over you remember the day? Oh, I remember the day to the T. That's um, our first fundamentals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Amanda. Justice. Yes. And All right. Well, walk yeah. us through it. Now I'm now I'm really intrigued. We're just so gonna dive right in here. And that was our first day with Laura and I. We went and did our first fundamentals, and it was <laughs> the first thought. Well. When we first went to the gym. Mm-hmm. This, so this is GSS before we were GSS, CrossFit. Yes. Before we were CrossFit Rife. So is that okay if I touch on yeah, that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So That's uh, no secret. Yeah. It was, uh, and she was going through all the movements and everything. And, uh, and we were like, uh, it, the next day we could, I could hardly even walk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my. So, but when we walked, when we walked in the first day, just to look around and stuff like that, it was like, it was very intimidating. Um, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I could do this or not. But Were you guys still in the Navy at this point? No, I, um, Laura had just, re- just retired. retired. Okay. And I retired in 2007. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Right. So you're like one year removed. You're like mm-hmm. fresh in retirement. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a monsoon happening outside right now. <gasps> by the way. Um, I hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about that. What, like, what's your thoughts? Actually, how did you, f- how did you even come to that? conclusion like we're gonna go try this uh, as far as crossfit yeah okay uh, well it wasn't i can't take credit for it because it was laura uh, i was um i was a year into my recovery for breast cancer mm-hmm. which i have questions about that too yes okay um i was a year and we were both a mess i was you know depressed and and everything else um and then laura was like we need to go we need to find somewhere go so she, uh, she kept saying every time i put in personal trainer uh fitness whatever crossfit just kept popping up mm-hmm. just kept popping up so she's like let's go uh, she sent them an email and let's go see and i walked in there and everyone's wa- working out and and i'm like <laughs> not like, sure I if i could that. um especially the weights and who stuff. did you meet first it was Amanda. It was Amanda? Yeah. Okay. Because that's back when Amanda was there. Penny, Penny was there. Penny was there. It yeah, was, it was awesome. I think there was only four of us. I think it was me, Amanda, Penny, and Jess. Maybe one other person? But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And th- do you remember what your first workout was? No, other I don't. Th- other than the... the fu- yeah, I don't even... I mean, actually, I, I do remember. It took me... Took me a long time to remember it, but I do remember what it was. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember what exactly. I was, I was, just trying to take it all in and go. Okay, uh, I don't know <coughs> if I can do this or not. Um, so I was just, I was, I was hesitant, but I was, and I was nervous. And but then again, it was like, I don't. You know, I just, I just didn't know. I just didn't. I wasn't. So when you. So the next day, when you guys are like super sore and you're like, oh, I mm-hmm. feel terrible, are you, where are you at then? Are you like, we're not going back or? Oh, no, we were going back. Yeah, we were definitely going back. Because, I mean, for me especially, it was, that was just an indication of, that was just the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And l- just feeling the way I was, is that wasn't a good indication of anything. So it made, it, was that like a, a, some sort of realization for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Saying, okay, I, I left the Navy, I retired, and and now I've just kind of, I just felt like I've just fallen apart 
uh, emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. just everything. Did you were you a big PT person in the Navy? In, in or you the just did or you just did what you needed to? I used to go after work and, and go and go hit the gym and just do the the, um, the machines yep. and the ones on base and stuff like that. Uh, but that was the extent. And we had a treadmill in the garage, and I would go, you know, and just. You guys weren't inactive. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then is it weird for you to think you've been doing it for 10 years? So, like, realistically, like, you've been doing it almost as long as I have. <laughs> oh, I've been doing really? it for yeah. I've been doing it for tr- I think twelve years. Okay. Because I think we found it in like two thousand and like early two thousand eight. Mm. I like that. There's it's a little gray like when we actually did it, but I was like it was like early two thousand eight. Yeah, that was a strange place there at GSS. It yep. was like this just a place that I would have never thought. Okay. That was a weird scenario where that opportunity kind of uh, just presented itself, and then and we kind of ran with it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have, a, I have actually Rob and Emily to thank for, for this, to be quite mm-hmm. frank with you. Um, cause I, I'm not sure we would have done it had they not kind of handed that and off And those to were us. the owners of, of GSS, GSS. Yeah. Still okay. are, t- still are today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know. I don't think I've ever even met them. I just remember nice you and Amanda and nice Penny people. and so. some of the most generous people I've ever met. Awesome. Yeah. So what's, so, I mean, we'll just be, I'll be very frank with you. So people that have been doing CrossFit for 10 years, not a lot of them. Like 10 years is a long time. It is a long time. Like when you kind of think about that 10 years, like what's the first thing that comes to mind? As far as my physical, um, that's the, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is I went from the those bars, those rubber bars that you used to give us. <laughs> yeah, we had like these training bars. They were just basically like weighted pieces of steel that had like foam around them. Foam. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, I c- I can't lift a whole lot of weight, but I I'm think they I'm were like eight to twenty-four pounds or something like that. They were they were all. Yeah, I th- uh, it was like you give one was like a seventeen or a twenty-two pound or something like that. But just um, just knowing that I went from just just do the PVC to at least now I can I can lift a little bit heavier and yeah. just uh so that was that's what I see as far as Had you ever done any type of weightlifting? No. Never. So this Never. is completely foreign to you at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. No weightlifting, no uh like dumbbells or kettlebell, any of that. Just like your typical Cardio. I was, I would go to the gym on base, mm-hmm. and it would be that one section where all the the lifters mm-hmm. were and the weights and all that. And You're I like always I don't stayed, go over there. Yeah. I stayed don't over. Don't go over there. It's dangerous. <laughs> I, sta- I stayed over where the <laughs> machines were. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So, yeah. Yeah, the the number of people that I meet, and I travel a lot, that have done it for ten years is not it's not a ton. Like it's all because it, like it's so few. That anytime somebody get throws out a number like that, I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you've been you've been at this for a minute, like that's really cool. Um, do you think you could even quantify how much fitter you are now than you were then? I don't even know. As far as percentage, maybe. Not even a percentage, but. How how much of a leap do you think, like, so you're how old? 58. 58. So to think that you're substantially fitter at 58 than at 48. Yes. Is an odd thought. It is. It is. Right? It? I never thought of it that yeah. way. But uh, well, I bring it up because that is, we talk about that at the level one course mm-hmm. where if somebody start like, and you're a perfect example, I might even use you in a lecture, hmm. that if you start somebody at that age, it is absolutely conceivable and almost 
guarantee that this person will be fitter one decade from that point, regardless of the age at what they start. If they're not doing it then, and then they start, mm-hmm. they'll be fitter regardless of what age they start. Whether they start at 68 and go to 78, or 48 and go to 58, that is, I fitter. I've never looked at it that way, but that's absolutely, absolutely, yes. So, how, so how far removed were you from treatment? Um, I was... It was, uh, let's see, April of t- 2010 was when I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Then okay. I had my mastectomy. Well, first I had a partial mastectomy in in May, and then in July I had the double. I had full. The, yeah. I had the full. Okay. So. Um, so this is so that's post Navy. Right. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was uh, you had gotten diagnosed when you were in the Navy, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um. How did that, were you just going in for a routine mammogram? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we think there's an issue. Yes. That's when they saw the lump. Um, they saw the tumor. Had you, were you doing checkups on yourself? Like, were you aware of that? Did that catch you completely off guard? The, mm, I always had issues. Mm-hmm. I always seemed to have issues. Um, and especially with my left breast. Mm-hmm. I always had issues with that, and I felt pain. But okay. I, it's almost a, it's like I didn't think anything of it. You're just like, it's just not normal. It, it's, not, it's not the way it should be. It's not the way it should be, but it was, uh, I felt it for so long. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I didn't think it, there was, it was an indication of anything. Because I kept going. I would yeah. go for my mammograms every year, mm-hmm. and they never said, Clean, clean bill yeah, of health. Yeah, I, I had a couple of biopsies because they did find throughout the years. Um, like malignant tumors kind of? Or um, it, a calcification, they call it. Got it, okay. And so I used to go in, I, I would go in, and they go, okay, we have to take a biopsy. And, and I had several of those, quite a lot more than I wanted. But, and then, but in 2010 was when that the tumor flared up, I guess came up so so how long between the partial and the full so in may was when i got the partial (coughs) and um the results came back and they didn't get a clean um a clean sample okay in 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 other words i still had areas that was still they had cancer Mm -hmm. so that's when it wasn't my decision because I, uh, when w- when they tell you you have cancer, you have breast cancer, all you hear is blah 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 blah, blah cancer. That's all I, I heard. I I can't even. Um, I I don't even. I can't even fathom to be honest with you. Yeah, I I I I don't know. I everything just just went blank. And luckily, Laura was with me, and Laura was the one that said, "Look, you've been having issues with this. Let's look at getting a mastectomy." And so we, we discussed it, we sat down, we discussed it and said, okay, because we don't want to just have, have the tumor removed and then a year down the road or something like that flare up again or worse. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, and now I forgot what. <laughs> no, we're just talking about like the, just kind of finding that out and it's, yeah. it's like probably kind of knocks you the wind out of you. Like, mm-hmm. like you, that's all you hear is cancer. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really weird because I, when I went for my biopsy, um, the doctor that did it, she, as I was laying there, she goes, I'm going to be frank with you. I've seen this before. You have cancer. She was just Just like that. And oh, I was like, okay. And she goes, but we're going to wait for the pathology report. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. And she I goes, I feel and, she and, and she's like, I'm, I am not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, what is it when they say, um, diagnose you, or I don't know, I, um, beat around the bush. When I call yeah, you, yeah, yeah. she said, I'm gonna call you on Friday. I'm gonna get the pathology report, and I'm gonna tell you right then and there, whatever it is. I'm not gonna say come in or mm-hmm. whatever. And, and she's like, you okay with that? And I was like. Yeah, I guess. You know, I'm okay. I, I don't guess, really you have know? an option yeah, here. It's like, all right. 
So, and that's what she did. She came back. She said the pathology report came back, and it's so. So, and then how old is Michaela at this point? That was in 2010. So, so she's like she was nine. I was going to say 10 almost. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, eight. Yeah, because she, she was born on a, yeah. Yeah, she was going on 10. Okay. How scary is that? That was real scary. It it was because it was like uh, it's like I don't I don't know I just I just didn't everything everything just went just blank <coughs> everything just went blank is is okay is it just concentrated there did it mm -hmm. did it move in? It, it was just so much we didn't know. And until we sat down with with the doctor was when she went over everything and, and she kind of explained it. And like I said, she was explaining all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, and just that's why I say it's just blank stare. It's just blank stare. It was I walked away <laughs> and uh, still in shock. I was still in shock. And then I was like, OK, so. We decided we're not going to tell Michaela until we found out exactly. Okay. To what Because she's old enough to understand this at this point, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, or my family. Yeah. We didn't want to, we wanted to know exactly, okay, we're not going to tell anyone until we know what our options are, um, what stage, mm -hmm. everything, you know, did it spread, not, whatever the case may be before we went and we started that way. W that way, when you do call your family, you go, "Okay, I have here it is. Here it is. I have breast cancer, but these are the steps we're gonna take, and yeah. and you know we're assured that it's everything's gonna be okay, or should be okay." When did they recommend the full, the double, or did you, you or was Laura kind of the the catalyst on that one? She was. But the doctor also was. <laughs> the doctor recommended. She goes, you're, she, she had the, um, the x-rays up. Okay. And she goes, she goes, you're, it's just a mess. Really? She goes, uh, you, the left breast, the left breast is where the tumor is. I said, but looking at the right, that's, that's not a good indication. She's all. like, you're going to, this is going to be a problem in both. Right. And when they tell you that, do they, because doctors get a little wishy-washy about giving you, like, answers mm -hmm. in a lot of those scenarios. Was she, was she pretty positive about doing the double? It w like, meaning, is she saying, hey, listen, the, the odds of you being okay moving forward if we just take both breasts is, is pretty good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was, are you relieved? Yeah, are you relieved at this point, or are you just still kind of like no? Yeah, I was still, still devastated. Yeah, I was okay. still devastated. Um, and that's the only thing is um, Laura had friends that had gone through the procedure and had had dealt with that, and only opted for the partial. Hmm. Oh, okay. A partial where they just removed the tumor yep. and everything else, and then a couple of years later, they just wind it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had any scares since then? Like when you go back for checkups and or, or do you go back for checkups? I don't know. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. I um now I'm down to every 6 months. At first, I, I had to go That's still pretty frequent. Yes. I I had to go um every month. Wow. Every month I would have to go back. Um, cuz I I let's see I got the I got the mastectomy and then I had tissue expanders put in. And that went Where is that? What are tissue expanders? Um, that's where, because since they yep. cut everything out and they say, they ask me, okay, what size do oh, you want? Oh, got it. Okay. So they'll put these tissue expanders in there and then they fill them up oh, to okay. stretch mm -hmm. your skin because all you have is just a thin layer. Yeah. And since okay. they remove so much. Okay. So. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't really know how they do it. I mean, I know that they, it's essentially like a prosthetic, but. I didn't really know what it was because I know some females will get actual implants after that, but right, <coughs> and that's what I have now. Yeah. Okay. 
Right. You go through that process. Um, oh, so that's just to kind of stretch the skin? Right. Oh, so that we can later do an implant. Right. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. So from July and then the December was when, okay, the, um, the plastic surgeon was like, okay, no. No, that was another procedure where I had to go back yeah. under and they remove in. They put in... Um, and they yeah. put in the, uh, the implants, yeah. which was, oh, it was, I felt, felt like, I felt so much lighter. <laughs> they oh, just I'm seemed sure. so heavy, and I just, but when I first, when I first got my mastectomy, I couldn't even, um, just lifting up a pen. Just moving just your arms just in general? Or, or just breathing. It oh, just the expansion of your ribcage. It, it was I just felt excruciating pain, just excruciating pain. I was out of work for like two months, and then I went back, and it was, I mean, I could just sit there at, at the desk and just type away, typed it off, but. So, so you mentioned earlier uh, that you were dealing with some depression when you came in. Like, how long afterwards did you kind of come to that conclusion that you're like, I'm depressed? I, I, I think it's once they took, once they removed my breast. Because mm -hmm. um, as they were, as they were um, carting me away into the, into the surgery and yeah. in for surgery, I changed my mind. <laughs> You're like, I don't do this. <laughs> yeah. I started freaking out and everything and oh, they just kind of they just kind of e ejected me with something. I was like, "Oh." Yeah, like put that mask on her. Put that mask on her. <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Give her the okay. gas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like I was like, "No, no, no, no." I I no, I, my blood pressure started going up and I started I guess I started to hyperventilate. Yeah. And I started to freak out and I was like I was like, "No, no." I was like, "Laura, no." Let's, you know. But how did Laura deal with all that? Oh, I can't even imagine how. She was just scared of so many things. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. My ask is, like, she's pretty steady. Yeah. She's like, yeah. you know, thousand-yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. We were both so stressed, and that's why it was good when we found CrossFit when mm -hmm. we did. Because we were still trying to just find something to m make us feel good mm -hmm. and and just get rid of all that bad. It's kind of like, I would imagine it's just this constant yucky feeling. Like you're just like, yeah, you know. So how long, okay, so you come in, you do fundamentals. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're like, hey, we got to do something. You go and you do fundamentals. You're like, that was the hardest thing ever. But we're going back. And then how long, because you're, you're, you're a decade into this. So at what point are you, and I'm asking this question because when you joined or when you started CrossFit, I wouldn't say that you fit the demographic of people that were doing CrossFit at that time. Oh, no. Like CrossFit wasn't for the masses yet. It was for the sadists, basically, like people who just wanted to punish themselves. Like right. it, it was still this underground thing. So <laughs> how do you, <laughs> you know, because you're, you're very mild and, and meek and quiet. Mm -hmm. and, and I am. And then how you're just like, we're just going to keep going. Like at what point do you, do you guys talk about it? Or like, how does that work? Yeah, we just, we just, um, we just kept going. Okay. This is, this has got to be good for us. It's got to be good. Anything that hurts this bad's got to be good. Um, you know, and <coughs> just the thought that it just, for that moment, for that block of time, everything else just didn't matter. You know, all the worries. I know worries, exactly what you're talking about. Just it, for that block of time is the stress of everything that, and it's still pretty recent. Mm -hmm. I'm only, you know, not even... Uh, you know, a little over a year into my yeah. recovery. So, um, so that was, that was like the main, the main thing. It was, okay, w 
it, we concentrated more on, oh my, oh, I'm hurting here, I'm hurting <laughs> there, and then it just it just kept going. It's like okay, well, we did the the three fundamentals, mm -hmm. then we started the classes, and then it was we could every time by our name we had a DNF. And I told Laura, I not told a Laura, good, not a good practice, by the way, everybody. We've we've changed that since then. <laughs> I told Laura, I go, I wonder what that means, because <laughs> they always put DNF. Here's Nellie, Laura, oh. DNF. It's like, it's like, okay, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna bother with that. Then come later, come to find out later, it's, it did not finish. Did not finish. Yeah, <laughs> we would never uh, finish. Yeah, not. <laughs> Yeah, one of the many, many things we've changed over the years is not highlighting the fact and basically not teeing up a scenario where somebody doesn't finish. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I do remember that is something I regret very, very much. Um, but you don't know what you don't know at that point. That's just it what everybody does. You're like, you didn't finish. I'm like, tough. It's like, okay, it was something to strive for. It's yeah. like, okay, someday we might be able to finish. Um, and as far as like now, it's wonderful now because now you have the fitness mm -hmm. and now y you're teaching people, okay, and that's one thing I've learned and that, and I didn't know at the time you had on the board, you know, run the 400 or do this and do that. So we try to do all that mm -hmm. instead of scaling it back. So we, oh. it, it's really strange because it's I like was an awful coach. When I started, I mean, just atrocious. <laughs> but, but we didn't know any better. Yeah, so. I didn't either. <laughs> uh, yeah, clearly I didn't either. So, oh, that is uh, super embarrassing. Um, mm -hmm. What? So, but we still got high fives. Penny, yeah. everyone would go, "Hey, it's good. You did good. You did good." And we're like, "Okay, but we got DNF." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was the weird part about that kind of block of time with CrossFit. It, it was the community was still very strong, and nobody would, nobody would put you down for it. No. But there was still this, there were still these very rough edges on it, where it was just like, hey, you you didn't finish. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not going to beat around the bush around this. Like, you didn't finish. One day you might, or you might not. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the. What's your favorite? What are your favorite movements in CrossFit? Um, I love the clean and jerks, and the deadlifts, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting weights. Yeah. Lifting weights. I really like those. The snatch. I kind of like the snatch, but it's just so difficult. I mean, even now till. I mean, that's never going to go away. It's. Um, but here's what I tell people. The. Simply being able to snatch, absent of load, like if I just gave you a PVC pipe and I said do a snatch. Like if I never met you before, I walked in here and I gave you a PVC pipe and I said do a snatch, and you took a PVC pipe, put it in the middle of your shin, jumped, punched, landed in the bottom of an overhead squat, my immediate evaluation of you, this person is doing just fine. Simply because you can do that. Because mm -hmm. most people can't, you know? Because you actually have really good mobility, particularly at, like, knees, ankles. Like, your your squat is very upright. Um, and that's what I always tell everybody. I'm like, it's not about the weight. It's more about the position is the real evaluation. Like, can they physically get to the bottom of that position? Mm -hmm. And if they can, we're doing all right. Everything else after that is a bonus. Like, all of it. It's just a... <laughs> put it in your pocket. It's a bonus. Like it, you put a if it's an empty barbell, bonus. Put some tens on there, bonus. bonus. You know, um, yeah. Simply being able to snatch is um, is a big deal, and I don't. I think people misunderstand that because like CrossFit's got a little not jaded, but people don't have like an accurate. Um, understanding of the difficulty of that because like everybody just snatches now you're like whoa, whoa, whoa. it's still really hard <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like calm down it's still really really hard um that's really really cool the uh I s there's a there's a ton of like old i'm trying to think of some of the other people in there yeti was in there oh my goodness i know yeah i miss that guy I'm trying to think who else was back then um 
Chebs were there too. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah, Jason Cheb used to just <coughs> he was he was <coughs> like always cheering us on and yeah. and <laughs> I mean even with Penny, Amanda, um Jeff, Kara, all of them. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they all uh, the first time we went to um you had the Thirty one heroes at, okay. at Norfolk Town. Uh at the like uh the, at water the waterfront. Front. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I th- I, I think that was like our first time back in I don't even remember what that year. That would have been two thousand and eleven. Yeah. We went there and um we showed up, we didn't know what to expect or whatever, and um we just grabbed the bar. Yeah. And Jeff went and got the little bar. And he put weights on it. He goes, that way you look like you got weights. <laughs> Smart man. And we were Lies like, beyond oh. his years at that point. I was like, awesome. <laughs> you know, because like, it was mm-hmm. like. Let's see what you did there. Yeah. He's like, let's make you girls look good. <laughs> yeah. Smart man. Yeah, Smart man. Nice. The, um, so that would have been. So you, we weren't there very long, probably before we transitioned over here. I think we transitioned here like two, right around 2011, actually, because I think we were 2009, transitioned here in 2011. I think it was about two years before we transitioned to this building, and then we went to Unit 108. We were down there. Yep. Because we m- we moved from GSS. Yeah, we down moved from there. down the street to down the to this unit down here, and then we moved down here, and then we expanded again after that. Um, I'm curious of, as your thoughts, like what, so what do you think the, is the best change that we've made in 10 years? The best is the scaling. Okay. And, and also just, um, it would always be like, oh, I suck. <laughs> And I think that mindset is just gone. It's going okay, and w- and and also when when you say everything's relative on how you feel mm-hmm. that day, because I think that does makes a big difference. Yeah, on how you feel. You want to go in there and you think, okay, well, oh yeah, I can do ninety five or I can do eighty five, whatever. But guess what? Not happening. It's not happening, and it's okay. And it's okay, and I th- and I think that makes a, a real big difference. I listen, t- I listen to everything, especially when they put it out, and I go, okay, I've learned how to like. I don't stick with just the fitness. I can manipulate mm-hmm. it a little bit. Yep. And and they and you and you guys put that out. All the coaches put that out. We just <coughs> it, that's big. It's awesome. It's just not on the board, and it's concrete, and it's, it's like either you you get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Not like before was okay. I'm trying to remember when I started to truly understand CrossFit. And I want to say it's like somewhere around 2012 where I started to really grasp the concept of intensity and, and how to apply it. Or more importantly, how to misapply it. And, and realize that we had been misapplying it most of the time mm-hmm. for most people. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't look back on myself very fondly there. But I think that's probably just how it works. You know, you suck. Just like you guys, you know, thought you sucked as athletes. Like, I thought I sucked. Mm. Actually, I didn't think I sucked. I now know that I sucked. I thought I was okay at the time. I didn't know. You're just ignorant. Um. What's funny is we had, when we made that change, I forget when we did it, when we started doing like the multiple workouts, Mm -hmm. we got a lot of pushback on that. People didn't dig it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peanut gallery was hot. Oh. Yeah. Super hot. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was. We're all not RX. We're all not. Some people saw it as a downgrade. Oh, see, that's see? the mentality. Exactly, there. right? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, but 
But now I think everybody gets it. But what's a little, what's interesting when I really think about it is, is how long it took us to get people to buy in on that and understand it. Is that those those numbers are largely arbitrary. We had to put something up there. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. we have to give some marks in order to measure yourself, right. but they actually don't matter. You know, what matters is that you come in, you know, you do those movements, you work out hard, you know, you give feel it your good. Best. Out, yeah, you give it your best, you yeah. feel better, and you put a premium on fitness. You know, like mm-hmm. you understand that this is for your long term health. That's what's important. Not that you did Fran with sixty five or ninety five pounds. Yeah. Like I, nobody I, cares. I, I love the breakdown. Because it, it, it used to be, well, whoever it was, it, whether it was Stefan or whoever was behind mm-hmm. uh, the coach at the time, there was would go, okay, Nelly, you do this, this, this. Mm-hmm. He would break it down. He would basically make it a fitness to yeah. where knowing that, okay, it's manageable. It's something that's manageable. He was great at that. And, uh, and that just takes all the guessing out for a person like myself. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I know I'm not an RX person, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And that's another thing that you guys have all just, I've learned throughout the years. is It's good to push yourself, because I think everyone needs to push themselves, you know, one way. But you know, you learn, you get to learn your limitations. Mm-hmm. And going, okay, this is the time frame that you want us to finish. And there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. So... If I knock it down here, knock it down here, raise it up here, because I know, like you said, I'm a little bit better, faster on the skier than mm-hmm. I am on the rower or whatever the case may be, then I can manipulate those numbers mm-hmm. to make it work. But now I don't even have to do that because you guys. Yeah, but even I think you have to do it a little bit, you know. <coughs> Sorry, everybody, I got a cold. Um, you still have to do it. It's one of these things where if I if I try to visualize that whole scenario, it's kind of like walking somebody along the side of a cliff, and you ca- and you kind of let them lean over a little bit, but you hold their hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want them to lean over just enough to get scared, but not let go of them, right. because they'll make a bad decision or they'll fall off the side. Um, and and it's, I feel like every year, every day, every workout we. We get a little better at it. We get a little better mm-hmm. at the handhold. We get a little better at getting them to understand, like, where, where that fine line is. Like, what's too much over the ledge? What's not too much over the ledge? And, mm-hmm. and how to get the most benefit out of it. Yes. Um, but, man, it took a long time. <laughs> oh, it's rough. But it's, I mean, it's often, it's, it's just awesome. Is just the people that, um, what was it? There was some couple of coaches. Rachel. Oh, Rachel So. And Cheryl. Cheryl. Man. People don't think back fondly. She worked (laughs) us hard. But it was it was a good heart. Mm -hmm. It was she she just took us to that limit. She was very stern. Yes. Yes. She was Um, not well liked. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. No. No, people were not super happy with Cheryl. Um. I think it was just that. I think it was she pushed because she pushed she pushed Laura and I to the point where it's like, wow, we're gonna have to find out when she's not teaching so we can come. But <laughs> see what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but in the other in the on the other hand, it was could we have done that if she wasn't coaching? Because she. She didn't let us slack off, or yeah, she y- she just made you push harder. Yeah, the problem is that was like that was kind of her only speed. Mm. It was just like that's the person who just like takes you to the edge of the ledge and just like lets you fall over, yeah. and then <laughs> they'll go down in the ravine and pick you back up. And I'm like, I don't feel like this is super productive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's super funny. The um, Oh man, now I'm thinking about all the coaches we've had over the years. I forgot about I forgot about Cheryl. There's a couple things that she did, and then Rachel used to rub, rub people the wrong way too because like she would. We've gotten a little soft over the years, <laughs> so you know people will complain if we send everybody on a 400. Rachel used to regularly send everybody on a half mile run to warm up. 
school. I don't remember that. I <laughs> might have <laughs> blocked that. Or either that or she'd never said that. Because <laughs> <laughs> if she would have, we sh- People used to she lose would have never seen us their back. minds about that. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, whatever, man. It's a half mile. Um, but, yeah, you know, just things we've learned over the years, you know, like. Maybe don't send the whole group on a half-mile run because somebody's coming back in eight minutes. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, not super productive. Um, man. Okay, so scaling. Scaling, yes. That's, like I said, the just a breakdown. It's just not just numbers up there and you go for it. It's l- like you have the RX Plus, which is awesome because you're going to have those. Mm-hmm. And then you have the RX, mm-hmm. which, and then the fitness is just. What's funny is a lot of people live in the middle of both of those. That's kind of like that gray area, but it's good. That's mm-hmm. kind. I think that's kind of where you want to be, honestly. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it weird to think of yourself as like a veteran? <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. But be like, uh, hey, who's the most experienced her person in here? I'm like, she is. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been here a decade, you know. <laughs> Um, that's really, really funny. And I'm still learning. I'm still. Me too. Just, oh, just, just different stuff now, you know. The um, because Michaela used to come in. Mm-hmm. Does she still work out? She works out at the school. They yeah. have a gym over there, so she's going. Was fit. It was there. was that discussion between you and Laura? Like, was that a discussion you had about? making because she played field hockey right Mm -hmm. yeah was that were you guys pretty adamant about like hey fitness is going to be part of our life and part of her life oh yes from day from as soon as she started walking as soon as the first thing we got her into i think it was soccer soccer it's an easy start um and then basketball okay so uh, we just but it was like okay you're gonna do a sport yeah, you got to do something. You're going to do something. You're just not going to. Um, <coughs> and it's it's really funny. And I, I don't know if I should bring this up or not. But you should. She wanted to, she wanted to do cheerleading. And Laura was like, that's not a sport. <coughs> You're going to, you pick something else. You're going to pick something else. There's a Netflix documentary so on, it's called <laughs> Cheer. <laughs> it is brutal. So, depending on what kind of cheerleading you do, I, I will. I kind of. It's kind of both. Like if you're just doing a rah rah on the side for the game, uh, I don't know if that's a sport or not. I think it's just like something you do. It's an extracurricular activity, probably. But the sport. There is a sport of cheerleading where they compete, and people get injured, and the training is brutal, and all that stuff. I, I do think that that is a sport because there's a competition, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a. Maybe it's a game. I don't know. It's an interesting com- conversation about what's the difference between s- a sport and a game. Um, anyway. Yeah, but that, that was that was like a middle school. Yeah. When did she pick up like field hockey? In in uh, in middle school was when she started. Okay. Um, right before she went to high school, and that's when she was like, "Oh, I really like this." And then she played all four years at. Uh, Bishop, right? She, she went to Bishop Sullivan, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Have she I told you that's the name of the high school that I went to, by the way? Oh, really? Yeah, Bishop Sullivan High School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Now, they changed the name of it because I found out the guy was a pedophile. But, um, yeah. yeah, now it's Catholic High. Did they change the it for the same yes. reason? <laughs> I, don't, I wonder if it was the same guy. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, yeah, they changed it. So now that high school is now St. Michael's. Oh, it's St. Michael's. Yeah, no, my, this my high one, school. This one is Catholic High. This one they just changed it to Which Catholic. is funny because our rival high school in, it went f- for Bishop Sullivan in high school was Catholic High in Baton Rouge. Hmm. So that's a weird little coincidence. Um, yeah, like, well, how did she – did she just immediately take to field hockey? I think um, – yeah, she sure did. She showed that they just kind of like uh, she just started playing, and at first she didn't like it. She because she was like, "Oh, the girls are like in a clique," and uh, yeah, girls are the worst. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah we've always told her that. 
We've <laughs> always told her that. Um, and then she just got a, uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I like this. I think I can do this and everything else. But when she got into swim was when she, Ed really clicked with Oh, her. well, she's built for that. Crazy long limbs, oh big feet, gosh. you know, big hands, mm -hmm. just like a motorboat. What did she swim? Like what? Uh, what um, distances and strokes? She did the butterfly. Oh yeah. Yeah, she did the butterfly. Just long and lanky. Oh, yeah. Does she still swim? No. 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 Yep. It's just hard. I, I she keeps saying it's um, it's just kind of hard to <coughs> juggle everything, and you know, she wants to have a little job on the side yeah. also. So. Yeah. What are some of the other things that you've kind of picked up or changed since you started CrossFit? Like, because you've done different nutrition stuff over the years. Oh yeah. How did you get? How did? What, how did you eat before you did a CrossFit? It was just typical. Yeah. Um, just meat and potatoes, or rice and beans, and just whatever. It just didn't matter. I bet it was actually better than most people's diet. I just feel like uh like the 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 Latin culture is a little bit healthier in general. Like when I think about like my dad's family, he's all from Cuba. Uh -huh. Like there's rice and stuff in there and black beans and, and but it's it, but it's not it's there's a lot of starch in those meals, but it's not the refined carbohydrates that you would find in typical Western diets. You yeah, know what that, I mean? That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just something we grew up with, so yeah. it was, we never gave it any thought. It's That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's just yeah, kind of by just, default. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't even realize this was a better option. We started, we started, um, especially when we, uh, I, well, it was one nutrition challenge <laughs> we did. Um, I think it was the Luron or something like that. Oh, yeah. And we had to cut out the sugar. I think everybody should do that a minimum of once a year. No sugar. We had Zero. We had to cut out sugar for that challenge, if I remember correctly. I will go out on a limb and say that you would drop at least 3% body fat simply by doing that. Simply by doing that. A minimum of 3% body fat in 30 days. This is before we talk about visceral fat, insulin levels, mm -hmm. hemoglobin A1C, all that stuff. Um I did not do it this year. I did it last year in January. I just like I went cold turkey on all refined carbs because I love rice. Mm, I know. Oh I'm man, I am. De I'm definitely with you on that. I one. can eat so much rice; it is offensive. So, how do you guys eat now? We're eating pretty good now. We're trying to stick with um, with the AIP. What's that? It's the autoimmune protocol. So. Oh, uh, that's right, because Laura's, yeah, yeah, okay. Right, right. so we're trying to stick. I still kind of, you know, go to yeah, my little do what you gotta rice do. and beans and yeah. do a little bit of that, but not much because. What if she had to cut cold turkey? Like what, like what food can she no longer touch? Like any kind of grains. Oh, really? Uh, um. So tomatoes, all grains are out. She cut out no t nothing tomato Based tomatoes. That's like tough that. to do. The I th and the coffee. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I can't give up my coffee and not the cafe. I need my cafe. I know, right? <laughs> so was she a big coffee drinker? Um, not really. She I feel like the Navy two. like makes you into that person. I was a bigger. I'm a bigger coffee drinker. Okay. I think they they fed me coffee in my my bottle when I was growing up. <laughs> I'm serious about that. <laughs> so. When did you come to the States? Well, I was, I was still a baby. That's maybe. what I thought. Yeah. But you're, most of your, how much of your family still lives in Puerto Rico? All of them? Not all of them. No, I still have, I still have some in New York. Um, I have a brother okay. in Houston. I have quite a bit in Florida. A couple in Florida. That's pretty common. Right. Like South Florida, like right. Miami. Um, Kissimmee, Orlando, oh, yeah, yeah. Orlando okay. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. 
So now we're, we're kind of all spread out. We used to all just be there in, in Brooklyn, but when... How was it growing up in Brooklyn? Hmm. Let's see. I grew up... If it's probably why that's probably why you're like just like I would describe you as this person who like water off a duck's back. Just like nothing really phases Nellie. She just kinda comes and she goes, you know, like I grew up we grew up I was we were in the projects. In the projects. We lived in the projects. Which is not a nice place to begin with. But low income, everything else. <coughs> um uh, if you're familiar with Coney Island? Uh I mean I'm not super familiar with it, but I know what it is. Okay. So that's where I was raised. On Coney Island? Yeah, um okay. on on 23rd Street. Okay. Which was close. Yeah, yeah. You know, just walking distance down. So but that's where basically I grew up. And I mean, it was there a rough neighborhood? It was it it's weird because when I was growing up there, I knew it was bad. Until when I left and went back and said, I I have no idea how I survived. Was it worse, or you just it didn't just realize how bad it was? I think I just didn't realize at all how bad it was. Yeah, if you don't know any better, you don't know any better. Yeah, it was like wow. I think it's the same thing if you go to, you know. Third world countries, Middle Eastern countries. Those kids don't know any better. I'm like, this place is terrible. <laughs> like, but they don't know any better. They're just running around playing soccer. And I'm like, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss, I guess. You know? Yeah, that's when I went to the little recruiting. They had a little shack right there uh, when you got off the subway. It was right by Nathan's and stuff like that. They had like a little shack. And I went in there and said... I'm ready. The guy was like, fill my quota for the year. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> what What year did you join the Navy? 82. Okay. When did you and Laura meet? Um, You're not going to get in trouble if you find 90. <laughs> <coughs> I always get this wrong. <laughs> were, you guys were you guys stationed together when you met? Or like, okay. Yeah, um, I got stationed at... Moffett Field. Where's that? In California. Okay. With the uh, P3s. Oh, BP okay. Yeah, yeah. BP40. Uh, okay. Yeah, BP40 at a Moffett Field. And I got stationed there, and um, I was already a first class. And Laura was... What was your rate again? You weren't an AZ, were you? No. What were you? No, uh, air framer. Okay. Aircraft. Uh, yeah, yeah. At okay. the time, it was still... They had it separated... Um, Aircraft mechanic, structures, or hydraulics. Okay. And then they just went airframer. Okay. So, but yeah, I, I checked <coughs> in, and she was running the show because I didn't have a first class, and I went in and looked around and chilled for a couple, for about a week or so, just to kind of get a feel yeah. for how things were going and stuff before I started changing things the way I wanted to run it the way I wanted to. I always tell her I'm the senior senior chief. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I can't. I like. I was always the senior lieutenant, but now I'm not even that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the dependent now. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, were you guys always stationed together? Mm -mm. I was gonna say because that would have been a minimum of ten years, like between that point and when you both retired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I left Moffitt and. I went to, I got orders to Sicily. She got oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got, and she got orders to recruit in. No, yeah. Where at? What, Sicily? No, her recruiting orders. Back hometown. Oh, in Indiana. Yeah. Okay. And then where did right. you guys kind of? M uh, right here. Oh, here? Yeah. Then I left Sicily, got orders to recruit in, in New York. Then she got orders here. To Oceania? To with the Tomcats, when they still had the Tomcats. Okay. Um, so she was at Oceania, yeah. Right. And then, did you go to Oceania after that? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you... Yep. And then I got orders to VFA 15. Okay. And then how long were you guys both I in 
what year did you guys come here? Like to Virginia Beach, I mean. Um, I can't remember when she got here, when she got stationed here. Um, I got I got here right before um, Michaela had just turned two, so I would say 2000, 2002. Oh, you guys oh, did multiple tours here, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got well, they did a little PCS freeze there for a little bit, like mm -hmm. around 2005. They were just like everybody stayed yeah. put. I wanted to come here right, <coughs> af right, uh, right after Sicily, but that's when they had um, anyone up for orders. At the time, uh, what was it, E6 and above? S E6 or E5 and above were automatically being sent to recruiting. Really? Yes. And I, and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, um, I want to uh, give me a ship, any ship out of Norfolk. I mean, you could only go to a couple. But, you know, uh, that's what I was asking for. And they're like. You can get a carrier uh, or a big deck amphib. That's it. Yeah, Probably got like five options. Out, they were telling me, no, hands are tied. Pick a, pick a recruiting station. Dang. And I was that's like, rough. And then she retired first, right? No, I did. But you both retired as senior chiefs, right? Mm -hmm. Was it right at 20 years? How, how many years? I did 24. I think she did 24 also. Okay. So that that was, did you do 24 for high three? Or were you way already past that? Um, oh, I, I didn't even think about high three. I didn't even think about my high three. A lot of people do. I never really yeah. understood. I mean, I get it, but. Yeah. <coughs> I didn't even think. I just, I was just, I was ready. I was that makes sense. I was, I was good. 24 I years is a long time. I was in a good place. I, yeah. That's good. And then, and then you guys obviously just are like, we're staying here. Mm -hmm. What, uh, were you at 106 when you retired? I was. So you just walked back in the next day. But I was on the other side. Oh. On the uh, Super Hornets. Oh, uh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. And then. Okay. I walked over to the other side. Got it. Okay. And they were like, hmm, we know you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always thought that was so weird. People would retire and they come back the next yeah. day. I didn't want to work. I was fine being, being home. Yeah. I was I was fine being home and everything else. And uh, I had a friend of mine that was um, a friend of mine that I knew from the ENF side had called me and said, hey, Chief Williams, or Keith, is looking for someone to help him with the TDs. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I gave him your name. I said, because you're home not doing anything. <laughs> she would totally do that, too. I could see her. I could see her doing so, that. So, um, I was like, then I was like, okay, well, I'll give him a call. I'll give him a call and... And say, hey, I heard you're looking for someone, and that's when I, I started working there. <laughs> started helping them out, and it was, and it's awesome because no one bothers me. No one, yeah. You know, it's I just do my job, and I clock out at three, and <laughs> boom, come straight here. <laughs> that's so great. So, uh, what year do you guys married? Like four 20, years ago. Twenty fifteen, December. Yeah, yeah. I was bummed I missed that. Yeah, Just they finally it. opened it up. Where'd you we're get married here. in North Carolina or here? Here, that's why, because we didn't want to go anywhere else. It's yeah, why go somewhere else and then you come yeah. back here and it's no good? So well, I I was just talking to so I was just talking to a lady. I was down in Raleigh, and her and her wife. Her wife moved from New York to North Carolina, and she's like, "Yeah, it's because it's not. It wasn't legal in New York." And I was like, "Really?" I was like, that seems backwards. can't even imagine that, especially in New York. I know. I was just like, that was threw me off. And I was like, wait, North Carolina before New York? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, well. Um, no, it's been awesome having you guys this whole time. And I love, like, it's so funny to watch Laura in there with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's a saint. She's got such a knack for that. She's I've so patient. Sometimes I'll just peek my head in there and I'll get anxiety just watching it unfold. 
There's like so many kids in there, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I'm like, that is just terrifying to watch. And she's in there, just cool as a cucumber. Just, I mean, just there is just pandemonium going on in there. <laughs> kids are crying, they're throwing things, they're beating each other up, and she's just in there, just like, hey, Fern, <laughs> like, have fun in there. I'll see yeah. you in an hour. <laughs> it's always been funny for me to watch her in there. It's so great. But she's so great with the babies, though. She's always, I mean, I always hear, I always wait until I get home or when I call her from work and everything else is like, okay, how was your day? <laughs> she was like, nothing, it was, I didn't do anything. <laughs> um, she, oh, what was I going to say? She, uh, it's funny because I've heard you tell stories about like what a ball buster she was as a senior Queen chief. Queen B. Yeah. That was her nickname. Just rolling heads. <laughs> yeah. We had this young man that used to uh, used to work for her, and he would s he would tell stories, and he'd say, <sighs> "He goes, Senior Chief McCammon. It's like her. They, they would say, "That's God. <laughs> you don't mess with her. <laughs> you do not mess with her." I bet you she can be fierce, man. We've, we, she and I have chatted a little bit about Navy stuff, and I can see her blood pressure go up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I think I struck a chord. I wanted, um, I wanted her to stay in and say, come on, just stay in, go for it, see if you can pick up Master Chief, you know? And she's like, no, I'm ready. And I was like, well, I don't blame you because I was ready to. Yeah. And it, and it was, it, I say it was a godsend mm -hmm. that she retired when she did because that's when I – Oh, yeah, because she wouldn't have been able to be around. Yeah. It was, I was like, I don't, it's almost like just, you know, God was looking out for us. Yeah. Uh, we we say that all the time because there's no way I could have done it all oh, by I myself. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. You know, so. Oh, no, that's cool. I mean, that's a, it's a cool story in general. You know, your your story you know, y'all's story, and then us having been able to be a part of it for 10 years, I was like, really, really cool to think about. It's like we're growing together. I know. I mean, at least that's the way I, you know, I still see it, and the new, and the new faces, the old faces, mm -hmm. and, you know, miss, just not being able to see Jeff and Kim yeah. and Stefan, but still kind of, yeah, know, keep in touch a little bit on the Facebook. Yeah, it's um, I probably owe you many, many thank yous and probably more apologies for t for ten years of mistakes, um, but I uh, I genuinely appreciate you guys like sticking with us and because I know we didn't do things well all the time and there's definitely some growing pains in there, um, but you guys always you just you showed up, like gave me hope. <laughs> You're like, well. They're still coming back. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't have messed it up too bad. <laughs> They're here. Um, I know. And it's, and it's awesome because it's like, it's like I tell, like, I'll, I'll tell the, like, the new people or, or and I say, just keep coming mm -hmm. because you're going to go. Like, I, I would tell them, I'll say, okay, I would come in like once or twice a week. That's all my body could take. Mm -hmm. Then it started three days a week. Then... I said, and now I'm consistent five days a week, unless yeah. unless I have. I come five days a week. I was looking at your attendance the other day. You have 740, but I know it's well over 1,000 because we've only been on Wattify for like five years, so we're missing five years of attendance. Yeah. So it's probably like 1,500, if not more, <laughs> um, which is cool, really, really cool, um, you know? So. And the best part is – I'm growing with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been growing and getting better and better. And it's been cool to watch. Um, you know, but personally, I just have a lot of gratitude for for you guys. You know, for being here, for being mm -hmm. part of it, and cutting us a lot of slack at times <laughs> for messing things up. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really cool to have you guys here. Um, and I can speak for Jess too. We're just genuinely proud to have you guys as part of the community. It's Thank really. You really really cool for us so um thank you thank you and thank you 
You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Yes, I know. Like I said, it's just meeting all of you and just the just the thought that it's still coming here and and being with everyone and just knowing that I don't want to get emotional or anything. I like mean, that, I'm about to. We can just cry it out. It's fun. S- <coughs> it's still a big part, and it's still a big part of that time when I was trying to recover and get better, and we were trying to get rid of a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Those bad times, mm-hmm. and and you all just helped tremendously. So I can never, I can never say thank you enough. You don't have to. Okay. <laughs> no, we l- we love you guys. We're going to keep you forever. You can never leave. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, thank you. Thanks for sharing your story. I think this is um, I think this is one of the best ones I've ever done. I think, uh, and I think it's inspirational for a lot of people. You know, it's, uh, it's cool. So thanks for letting us be a part of the journey. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, we're going to end this podcast before we start crying here. All right. (laughs) Thanks, guys. If you guys have any questions for us, let us know, and uh, we will see you next time.